It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelton. I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 145. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, Encyclopedia Eorzea 2 is now available. New optional items and Cyber Monday discounts. Final Fantasy XIV, the best, is on sale now. We'll discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of two interviews that came out of FanFest Las Vegas. We have lots of comments, tweets, emails from you guys. Thank you so much. And we have a contest for Starlight Celebration, so stay tuned. Let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? Hey, Ruby. Hey, Yalta. How's it going? It's going. I still have the con crud. Uh Day eight of con crud. I should have never tongued Genesis in the mouth when I saw him. I'm kidding. I think he's got the crud too. I was watching his stream the other night and I think he's he's coughing up. In fact, I think a lot of people are coughing up junk. There must have been mm-hmm. something at the LBR party. That's what I think. You don't think it was it wasn't the Rio, it was the LBR party? I think it was the LBR it was after those party. Fortnite players. <laughs> those one dirty one. Fortnite kids. Those ten year olds just putting their germs all over everything. Yeah, but I'm here, and I played a lot this week, Yelta. Yeah, kind of made up for the last month. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, you know, we're all surged up after FanFest, you know. I'm, I'm here, I'm actually rubbing my breasts right now as <laughs> oh I say God. that. I am Randy for Final oh. Fantasy XIV. I'm squeezing them hard. Um, yeah, I, I just had a really good week. I, I did like silly shit and I did, I did like progressive type stuff. And you know, we're not raiding or anything, but I'm still like trying to do some stuff. So I mean, I did my 012, I capped. And, and that in itself is a miracle in a way because I hadn't been for a few weeks and then getting back into it and feeling good. And it didn't take much effort because I, I actually did pogos. <gasps> I, I did pogos <laughs> and, um, I did, um, some map parties with you and I did some like leveling. So let, let's break it down. Uh, I took machinist to 53. I'm still kind of digging the leveling up thing and I don't want to burn myself out. So I, I just want to add this to it. I have all these little scrolls that I've been getting from my dudes, my squadron. And I send them out on the, on that weekly mission, like the Tuesday mission, right? Yeah. I send them out to, um, to get like the um, the big prize from the like that whatever those last missions are on the yeah page. those like the the third pa- page has all the missions I was like the XP scrolls and stuff the good stuff yeah and I send them out for that and I don't really like min max trying to get a certain item I have four dudes that I know will one hundred percent of the time get something but it has to be like the high strength the middle of the road. Whatever the middle one is, and then mine, whatever. You know what I'm talking. If you do these, you know what I'm talking about. And I just randomly get the one, whatever they they can do 100 percent on. I'll take it. I don't care if it's the gathering up potions, the the crafting up ones, the battle ones, whatever. I take it. The MGP ones, I don't yep. care. Yep. So I've been storing them all, and I've got. I think at one point I had like 45 of the battle three ones, and I've been using them. I used them on Bard, and I used. I'm using them on Machinist. And what I do is I make sure that if I'm going to do it, I'm going to spend like an hour and a half or something playing it so I don't really waste it. But I've got like 35 of these jokers, and I'm using them on Machinist. I I do plan on getting Machinist to 70. I'm doing it casually, but it doesn't – I can get like a level a day or you know two or three in a day if I play like a hard weekend or something. 
and um, it's fun. It, it's something to do. And then I really think I'm going to have a lot left over for Blue Mage if I keep sending my squadron out and I uh, have some in my back pocket. I think it's an important thing to work on if you're going to do Blue Mage. So I'm telling you, Mr. or Mrs. <laughs> Listener, uh, send your squadron out. Try to pick up these uh, these level three buffs for your um, for leveling because it's going to be probably important when you're trying to level Blue Mage. It'll be helpful at least. So that's well, a thing. And I, yeah. Yeah. Especially if your free company isn't going to run. I think we've – I think Bell started charging the – the higher level XP ones for the free company, oh, yeah. but but I only like to burn those if there's like multiple people on. If no one else is on, I don't fire those off. I use my scrolls. Right. Yeah, and I'm in agreement with that. You know, I mean, the company buff, of course, is going to help a lot your whole free company, uh, but your personal buff is is good for you. And you know, you got a Sunday afternoon or a Tuesday night or whatever you want to do it on. Uh, I think it's good, and Blue Mage is going to have everybody out there leveling. So just keep that keep that under your hat. You know, there's something to think about, listener, as you uh, go out to level Blue Mage. So, Machinist fifty three. It's been fun. Um, I also did maps with you guys. That was mm-hmm. fun. What day did we do that? I don't was even remember. I don't even remember. It might have been Friday because I, I think it might have been Friday because I don't usually do stuff on a Friday. I'm usually so wiped out. I'm just like done. Then I'm like, oh yeah, well, let's do map parties. That was that was a good time. We, we yep. the party. Well, no, what night was it? Oh, Bell couldn't get in. We filled up fast. We filled up. The FC filled up completely with the uh, with that, and so uh, we did that. And that was actually my first time doing the um, the one that had like the boss rush, like the roulette wheel thing. Mm, yep. And that was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed that. I don't know how much money we made, but I think we made a good bit. I think maybe three of the maps didn't come up with a portal, but we had three Thieves maps, and uh, we burnt those, and we got some – I think well, I don't know. The Thieves maps, I think we got to the second door on one of it them was, it was not. It was not the best. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. the 24th, so it was Saturday. I mean, what you going to do? Lady mm. Luck, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I had some I was carrying around, and someone did theirs, and I'm like, I'll do mine too, and they're like, okay. Yeah. So it was fun, though. It was good to do maps. You know, it's not something I want to do all the time. We've talked about it before. You don't want to get burnt out on a single content, and you don't really want – you know, my, my thing is I'm afraid for World Visit that if there's only maps and only hunts to do – that's going to get old pretty damn quick. Mm-hmm. So I need a little more content. I'm, this is not me being negative. There's a lot of room between now and 5.0. So I'm not I'm not dissing anything coming down the tracks. But I need to have one other open world thing other than Blue Mage too. I mean why am I going to world visit just to do Blue Mage, right? Uh, so I need a little something else to do with my friends on another server when world visit comes. But as it stands, maps are fun and they make you money and it was a good time. So it's, it, it was good to hang out with you and do that. And that wasn't the only thing that we hung out and did. We also did Susano. We got the doggo farm together mm-hmm. and we had a good time. And I want to say uh, myself, I got a pupper, got a doggo from Susano. So now I'm at two, Susano and Lakshmi. And uh, Frey got a uh, puppy. Um, I don't know if anybody else in the FC got one, but um, it was fun to do. And we, you know, Sasano at this eye level, Pretty easy, yeah. Oh easy, man, easy. it's. Well, didn't someone just... get one in Scoot? 
or got one and then oh yeah we had a black mage that get it the first pull got it and then what a mysterious disconnect they're gone yeah they're gone yep. they're on my blacklist <laughs> <laughs> black mage on the blacklist uh so don't do that don't let scoop but anyway uh we got a we got a replacement very fast and now after fan fest and and people are seeing what the uh, the ultimate mount is going to be for getting all the doggos, uh, I think those are uh, really picking up. Maybe they always were, but it seemed pretty fast to get a, a Susano party together for dog farms. And it was very, uh, very profitable. I think we've see, we saw three or four drop. So it was, a good, it was a good night. And I think we may do it again this coming week with Lakshmi. And I hope we continue to do, like, just on rotation, you know, just uh, do the next and the next and the next and rotate them in and out and people get in confidence to uh to join some of those parties who have not done EXs before and are feeling more confident in their ability and and want to come out and do the EXs cuz ultimately they're fun and that's what they should be the EXs should be a fun time after that first learning week you know they, when they one should comes be challenging out, day 1 week yeah. 1 month 1 but we we like over, like the Lakshmi one like even later ones we oh, we overgear them so much we can take you know tank busters unmitigated and shit so yeah big time so that was a whole lot of fun. It was just fun to play this week. I, I thought it was a blast. I'm um, looking forward to capping again this week and doing some more stuff this weekend. The Lakshmi Farm and uh, maybe some Rathalos. Oh, we tried a little Rathalos. I suck at it though. I'm, I'm still getting trying to get good. I, I figured that most of my problem was I did not have my camera where mm-hmm. I could see – Rathalos. I was looking at the ground, which helps when you're looking for orange markers. It doesn't help when you're supposed to look where the dragon is facing. Oh, so, especially the phase where he's flying is is hard. Yeah, when I made that change, uh, it helped a lot. But by that time, we had a party together for the Susano and we switched gears. But maybe next week. We'll see how that goes. But um, I'm going to kick this over to you. What did you do this past week, Yelka? I did Pyros and more Pyros. Um, of course, I you know I I did the Mount Farm with you, and I did more Mount Farming. I I joined a couple of uh, oh Moon Ladies, uh, Sukiomi's. Uh, I, I, I would join these parties and we clear twice and disband. That's not a farm, guys. Don't put no. it up and don't join it if you're like oh. Uh, it's not like my cat's on fire. It was like I think I'm tired now. Okay, but. You know, I join a farm party, someone leaves, we go up again, get another person, clear one more time, someone leaves. It's like, oh, I'm, but I'm, I'm like, I keep thinking of like my sister. My sister has this rule. If we don't get together and start playing at like 10 o'clock at night, then we're probably not going to do anything together that night in a game because she has to go to bed. So you like... I'm going to spend, so we like black off. I have two hours and we're going to do stuff for that two hours. I don't like just show up and like, eh, or join something when it's like I have to go to bed in half an hour. Mm-hmm. So I got, but I, I come from older games, I guess, where basically you would just assume it's going to take 45 minutes to fill a party and then you're going to play for four hours. But that, you know, time commitments are a bitch for a lot of people. So, but it irritates. And then there was a, there was a, what do they call that? In, looting and jo- loot master. So enjoying order party. That one sat up there with four people in it pretty much for hours. I don't understand people who do the loot master parties or who joins the, who after the second or third or first, 
fourth person joins one. Yeah, who wants to be number eight? Yeah, I don't understand that. I'd rather have RNG where, you know, I might get lucky, I might not. And if I do get lucky, I don't just leave. At least do a couple more. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. So I, I did, I did that. Uh, the, the map party was fun. I, there was a lot of achievements that night. So I think there were people in there. It looked like there were people in there who maybe were never in map parties before. Hmm. I thought there was a lot of whatever one achievements when we would go in. So oh, that was cool. Yeah. Though. yeah. Yeah. Well, one of those was mine because I never saw the roulette thing yeah. before. Yeah. But we did all what, what is there now? Four kinds of places to go, including Thief's Maps. So I think we did all of them. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. I, none of them did we get all the way to the end, I don't think. No, none of them did we make a million gil or even get to any of the good floors. But, you know, you have to have those nights, kind of the off-site. Like the last previous map party I was in, we, like, got to the final floor three times or something and, you know, got quite deep into them a couple more times. And it's can't always be like that or it wouldn't be special, I guess. Well, that's why the hell I joined because I saw the last week y'all did that. <laughs> I thought surely Yelta's going to take me to the final we floor We did of the not Thieves see map. disco lights. Uh-uh, it, not at all. No lightning strikes on that. Did we see any at all? Nothing. We got no. saved by nothing. Yoshida screwed us the entire night. Mm, hopefully you use protection because <laughs> – I'm pregnant. <laughs> That's in your lungs, apparently. <laughs> uh, but in Pyros, uh, I did. Uh, oh, I don't even know what I did. I did. Um, I, I did murdering my cat who's walking across my keyboard. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> uh oh. I did. Uh, what am I on? The step where you have to have uh, thirty logos actions. So you have to have a whole bunch, and you have to go get the lollygrams. From different, I had to go do the heat warped box parties because I hadn't done the heat warp chests or something oh. before. So I got enough lolograms to discover thirty or thirty-one logos actions. But now I need like a good solid night of NM farming because I need like two hundred more pyros crystals. So I already have the. Um, I think I have all the oh the the NM in there. That gives you the orbs or whatever. I have enough of those, I think, but I have to go get more crystals. So, but I, I just kind of, you, you want to be in the mood for that. And I, I've been doing it a lot. So I thought I'd take a break and I went and played Minecraft or Maple Story or something for a while. But I did cap in there. That was good. And then last night I thought, ah, oh, I wanted to play 14. I logged in and I'm like, well, I haven't done, uh, Alpha Escape normal in a couple weeks. And I, you know, it's, it's nice to have those. When you're like trying to gear out alt characters or something, it's something easy to do that you could just get through them. And I, I got drops from three of the four floors, but then the servers are like, we're taking them down for maintenance. And I'm like, oh crap. So they fixed something in Pyros, I think, something that would crash. Oh, uh, see, yeah, I was wondering about that because I stupidly uh, was doing Machinist and three other guys were like, when's maintenance? And then the little pop-up comes up. <laughs> you are now being booted. Maintenance starts now. We're like, Because oh, that was shit. at 10 Central, right? Yep. That, yeah. So, which is, a, that's one of their earliest maintenance windows they do is 10 Central. And like a lot of times maintenance, they'll do it like at 1 a.m. or something. Well, usually I'm done by then, so... So I kicked my ass off the server, but that's pretty much what I did. 
which is probably enough. I think I do want to get my I want to get my relic. I don't even know why I want to get my relic so bad, but I just want to I want to be ready for whatever the next step is. You know. All right, that was me for the week. You can shoot the shit with us. Come to the website www.gtffxiv.com. Let us know what you've been up to. The first round is news. The Encyclopedia Eorzea 2 is now available. I have mine. It's beautiful. Me too. I, I have I have the hat too. I don't. <laughs> Let's talk about why. I think that's an important point right now. So mm-hmm. when Encyclopedia Eorzea 2 debuted at Fan Festival Las Vegas 2018, uh, I was in line. I got my book. So did many others. And many, when they opened their book, had a code that had already been used. Some people opened it up and had duplicate codes inside of the book. That also didn't work. <laughs> Uh, I went to Reddit immediately upon coming home and realizing that my code didn't work. I jumped on Reddit. There was already a thread, and the thread so states that these codes were duped in some way. If you go onto the MOG station, file a claim, they will respond to you 24 to 48 hours. I think it's two business days. They'll ask you to prove it by sending a picture. I think it asks for your picture, your driver's license, or passport, and then also – Proof of purchase, you receive a picture of the book and then a picture of the code that you received, and they will respond to you with a with a fixed code. Many have done this. They're getting theirs back. I responded to mine today, and I'm hoping to get my code later this week, so you'll know by Twitter if I was successful or not. Yelta, you said that you, you knew of somebody or you heard of a story of somebody getting theirs, and the code yep, was still forked, um, but they yes, fixed and then- it. They, they, that there was a thank you on the official forums from someone just giving a shout out to whatever uh, person helped them, and uh, that they, 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 their first code didn't work. They went through the steps to get it corrected. The second code didn't work. Uh, apparently, they responded very quickly. I thought that uh, I thought I read that um, they responded, but they were one letter off on the code. So, and that yeah. one did work. Did work. So. They're, they're getting through them. They're getting through them. And I know they, there's there's people who, you know, maybe don't want this Matoya hat, but that's, you know, I, I like to have all the things. <laughs> yeah. But I also enjoy the book. The book is, of course, another absolutely beautiful and interesting encyclopedia. I mean, I've, I've loved encyclopedias since I was a little kid, honestly. We had the wall of encyclopedias growing up, and I actually was a nerd and enjoyed just looking at them and you know so that makes this encyclopedia even more enjoyable is this is a lot of that stuff that some of it's in the game some of it's not in the game you know they they've designed this world and put a lot of thought into it and i'm still tickled that uh they hired anonymous to (laughs) to work on it too oh yeah that that was that was awesome i actually have mine next to me because, one, I had to take a picture of it tonight. But secondly, I have had it next to me since because at times I periodically look at it and see. One of the impressive things I saw near the beginning uh, was they go into the geography of like the Far East and then some of the Near East stuff. And uh, they list some areas that we have not seen yet and not been into. So this is some stuff you may have been alluding to with these new areas. Uh, some of the stuff e- reaches into Garlemald. And uh, you can take a look at areas that are around the burn, maybe a little west of the burn. Um, 
uh, like The Knowing Sea and, let's see here, oh, The Unpromised, uh, an island that the Zela had uh, had conquered at some point and then uh, it was left abandoned. Uh, there were just some really neat things. If you look at the first, oh, let's see, page 8, page 9, 10, uh, Thavnarian mm-hmm. geography. I think that tells a lot about where we're going and what we'll be seeing next. Because they're not going to give us a whole lot of information of something we're not going to see in the next like four or five years. So uh, I think there's some important reads there. And if you really dig into it, I think you can find some secrets about where we're going to go to next. And I'm just really impressed with a lot of the other things. I feel like this one has gone a little more in depth than Volume 1. Volume 1 was a a high-level overview and, and more of like a history of um, Eorzea and Heidelin, but this one I think goes a little in uh, more in depth with uh, the dungeons, the saints, uh, the 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 gods, um, and uh, the lands itself. So I'm actually a little more impressed with the second volume as far as the depth and the intricacy of, of the information on it. I, I was very impressed with this one. I have only briefly paged through it so far, but uh, I have it out. I didn't read the whole damn thing. (laughs) A lot. Just just kind of flipped through it so far. There's a lot of pretty pictures too. A lot, actually. I that is a big point. There's a lot more pretty pictures in this one than the first one. You can go through and they show like all the weapons. Not not all, but they show like the high level weapons for each job, like the the important weapons. And they show a bunch of the enemies, like the the the, the Kuburu or whatever Kiriburu that like we we see in the trailer for uh, Shadowbringers. It's got tons and tons of pictures in this thing. So even if you're just going in, like as an artist or somebody looking for inspiration of Aorzean art, something to do your little uh, drawings for or, or, or doing some fan art with, there's some great inspiration in the last, I'd say, 100 pages in this book. Uh, lots of beautiful imagery in here. Yeah, it's it's. I'm actually super impressed they, they came out with the second one. I And people are clamoring for them. People... I think the the stuff sells out so fast. So fast. I think there'll be a third. I really do. I think they'll continue this series for World of Warcraft. I think has four or five of these jokers, mm, and we have okay. two of them on the shelf. So now I have two Final Fantasy fourteen lore books and two World of Warcraft books. And if Encyclopedia Aorzea three comes out in a couple of years. I will have more Final Fantasy lore books than I do World of Warcraft lore books. Cinna's going to have to step it up because those are her World of Warcraft lore books on the mantle. Well, on top of the encyclopedias, we've got like the art, the art of Ishgard mm-hmm. and all those other. I have all those other books too. I have, yes. to go, I have to like go put them all on a shelf together somewhere. They're like just laying around the house in various spots, probably being chewed on by cats. Uh oh! I have to go find them all and put them somewhere safe. And that is that retails for fifty dollars on the Square Enix store. Um, again, you could purchase it now, but that when does this ship out? When do you get it? I thought Show I heard there was a delay more. in shipping now, but I don't know if that was true or not. I heard that rumor. I see. Okay. Well, it is out there, and so it was volume one, and it is also fifty dollars. Uh, so uh, buy now. Get our servers upgraded. Give them money. <laughs> they have to pay for that new data center. That's right. 
All right. We also have, you know, this is the big news, the the new optional items and Cyber Cyber Monday discounts. That is kind of big. Yep. We have new uh, optional items, but uh, Cyber Monday sale, uh, limited time selective items will be marked down to 30%. I don't know what the date is on that. I have to go dig through, but they I think do we have got a, a week. Is it like a week? That's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, and then they have some new optional items: Eastern socialites attire and I don't know how to say this, Ruby. Do you have any idea how to say Mungik attire? I butchered attire. that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. These are words I cannot say. But um, two new outfits. They're cute. I don't think I need one, but they're cute. That hat's kind of cute for the guys, though. Oh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got that fedora appeal. Mm-hmm. That's not really my bag, but I can I can feel it. <laughs> um, I, I think the ladies looks more impressive than the male. Not the hat, but the ladies' dress looks yeah. really good. Yeah, the dress is cute. The dress is real cute. There's, there's another one in game that's similar to that, and the hat reminds me of uh, other hats already in the game. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of that little dinky hat that you get from the, the little songbird. ladies or whatever. It was yeah. songbird hat. Yeah. yeah, that's that's my bard um, glamour. Mm. Is that dyed bright yellow? All right, and then Cyber Monday discount. That's Monday the twenty sixth through December third. Okay. So uh, there's some emotes. The it looks like the power up and pretty please and play dead. Ooh, there's one I don't have. Mega flares on that list. Eight dollars and forty cents. I already have mega flare. I think. Well, I know. Do I? I, I don't. don't. I don't remember. I think I you do, do though. Pretty please is really cute. It might be worth four ninety, guys. Play dead. Everyone should have. I don't think I have. I don't know. I don't think I, I don't have, have Eastern dance or Easter Eastern stretch. I have backflip. I may have to go and because four ninety is a little closer to what I think uh, emote could I would pay. Seven dollars is so much. Mega flare twelve dollars. I mean Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I think someone bought me that though. I think someone gave me that. Didn't you get that with one of the statues? I thought you got no, that. No, that's statue. Shiva. You got the ice heart, mm. and then uh, uh, the the Odin statue. You got. The other thing. Zanazuk? Oh, Zanazuk. Yeah. Yeah. My, my tongue is twisted. But yeah, a couple of these I don't have. Play Dead, everyone should just have. They should. If just... you don't have Play Dead, unsub. Okay? If you don't want to play Undead. <laughs> if you don't have the Play Dead emote, oh, you just should unsub. just unsub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. We should give one of those away. Maybe we should. Maybe. Maybe in a, a contest or two. Mm. Mm. All right. So that's it. Let's see. I guess what's on tap, uh, developers blog and tracker. We have Final Fantasy XIV, the best on sale now. That is, of course, the album that had the best 50 tracks. We voted for them. And uh, it's available now. I don't have this. I haven't ordered this. I may have to go But you do it. have it. The, the, well, the, except for I do have it. You do, but you don't. I because do, this one has uh, the best of, but it also, I think, doesn't it give you those, those chiptune the chip or the 8-bit? chiptune versions of like, yeah. Bit? Yeah. Which I want, but I don't know if I need to buy these again. I've bought everything so far. Guys, I've bought so many purchased like everything so far i don't know if i need to repurchase some i don't know but if you don't have them or if you uh 
just like to have all the things. I would definitely suggest you go check this out and see if it's something you'd be interested in. Okay, so what what again, let's see, what was the track list? Who won? Because some of these had like the, uh, I think there was one that won like uh, third place twice or something. Okay, Wayward Daughter was number one. Mm-hmm. That was the big dog. And then my scroll bar is not working, so it's not showing Dragon me the Song other was ones. two. Oh, yep, Dragon Song. Worm's Tail and Rise. And then like Heroes, Rise. Oblivion, Locus, Equilibrium, Heaven's Word, and Torn from the Heavens. That's your top ten that is on that new soundtrack, The Best. Uh, great songs. Uh, a lot of these were played at. Uh, Fan Fest by the Primals. The Primals are really, yes. they're playing Rise. They're playing, um, they didn't play Wayward Daughter. They need to. That would be cool. I love the song Rise. I, I like want to go and fight that again just because I like that song That's just because so me and you beat that. We Nobody did. else likes Rise in our free company. <laughs> and I got and I got the mount, right? That's true. I, you clear? did one up me on that. Mm-hmm. But I beat Ruby. it first. Keep <laughs> By five minutes or some shit, wasn't it? <laughs> that I still that's, that still cracks me up. Night before the patch is gonna drop, I'm in there trying to do it. We had mostly learned it as a group, and I'm just like, I wanted to do this before the patch, or, and and then you're like, Yelta's in there, and you went in there. Your group cleared it first, but I cleared that's not what I said to Sina. I think I said that, that bitch, bitch. I think. Yeah, it was yeah. it was that, and then and then I logged in and beat it. Yeah. <laughs> Yelda, Good we keep times. each other going. You know that. We we do. We've had well well in Heaven's Word I think it was the great craft off, weren't we like racing to get all fifty or all sixties? And at one point it was like the great uh relic off. We kept it was. bragging. We do like You, you beat me in the relic off. <laughs> you beat yeah. me on that one. Well, I think a little bit of healthy competition or even, you know, just good nature or just seeing someone else is excited about something sometimes spurns me on, you know. Yeah. I think that's the good part about having free companies too and you have people logging in. And, and uh, like a shout out to uh, to Brock who's been doing so much in the free company lately and, and mm-hmm. hanging out with people, uh, the neighbors and stuff at the free company house and adding people to the link shell and things. It's uh, It brings – uh, fresh blood in it makes you kind of rethink or it makes you just log in just to see who the new people are or what's going on and you know i can't log in every night and i i can't do maps every night but at the same time it's cool to see new and fresh people that maybe i had run run into before or i'd never met and they've been our neighbors for years and uh to get to do some content with some new people i've never played with before so uh thanks brock and uh, it's cool. It's just fun to do stuff with new people. Always. Always, always, always. I, I really appreciate uh, when people network and, you know, I I, fi- I finally just gave them permission to uh, invite people to the link shell because it's like – I went through and cleaned out a whole bunch of people who I didn't look like was playing as far as I could tell. Mm-hmm. So if, I, if you got kicked from the link shell and you came back and you're wondering or you say to yourself, that bitch – Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. I, I thought for some reason I thought you weren't worth play right now. We'll get you back in, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's nice. And then we've got enough few new people in the free company too, which is exciting. It's one That's of great. them is working her way through uh, the storyline right now, and it's kind of like older stuff. And we're like, oh man, just wait, 
<laughs> Wait till this one dies. Mm-hmm. Wait till this one dies. Oh, yeah. I told Senna tonight, I said, why don't they in 5.0 bring back not Warriors of Light, war- not Warriors of Darkness, but like Warriors of the Dead. I want to see Anshifant, Moonbrita, Papalimo. I want all these guys well, to have like the their, ghosts. the ghosts to come back and have their own Warriors of They've done that before. Final Fantasy II, uh, the PSP version, you could play as all the heroes who had died during oh, the storyline, and they were going through hell to fight the Dark Emperor who was residing over hell. So there's precedent for it. It could happen. Mm. Yeah. That would be interesting. It would be fun to see what happens. They won't do that. No, we haven't even gone to the fucking moon yet, Yelta. Come on. No, well, we saw the moon. We haven't gone there. They'll send. <laughs> I thought for Trump sure we will send people there. to the moon before we uh... delete that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take some shots and discuss forum posts. These are uh, two. This is two. Two different. Articles came out, well, many articles came out of uh, FanFest, but these two kind of caught our attention, and partially because they contrast so wildly. So the first one, guys, first of all, don't worry, we're not clicking on the link and giving this person uh, 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 traffic, because I hate this article. I'm just going to say it. I don't hate a lot of things, but I hate this article. And it, I just cannot believe that this person got a interview with Yoshida, and these are the questions they asked, and he wandered around FanFest, and these are the things that he took mm. – these are the things he got, you know, got out of it. Uh, obviously, the author doesn't play 14. Obviously, the author apparently – doesn't understand or how much gamers love their games. I wouldn't even say MMOers, RPers, cosplayers, or you know some of us are super uber fans. But he does not understand that people flew across the world to come to this, and I, he just kind of talks nasty about all of us. <laughs> He's, he starts very dismissive about you know. The fans and uh, not knowledgeable about the game, and then, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of overwhelmed by just remembering this article now. It, it seemed like a week ago there was a buzz, and the buzz started off with who the hell asked Yoshida about ERP during the Q and A session for for the uh, those that were invited by Square Enix to do interviews. And I caught wind of this because it was getting pegged on Fusion X of Gamer Escape. And Fusion vehemently said, this is not me. Why would I Why would I ever ask about ERP? Mm-hmm. So it immediately went to, well, it was Kotaku. Kotaku did it. Well, they didn't do it either. It was Brennan Coldwell of Paper Rock Shotgun. Rock, 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 rock Paper, paper shotgun. shotgun. I don't RPS. even want to get their name right. <laughs> 
Uh, no, not, not loud. RPS has a lot of fine articles that I've they enjoyed do. through the years, but this one is garbage, and they should be ashamed for sending this person to this event. And that I can't understand because going to their site, it is a site about PC news, geek culture, uh, reviews on games. So it would make sense that upon being invited by Square Enix, which did happen, although I heard it was the EU team that invited it, I, I don't know, but... Square Enix did invite Mr. Caldwell to come uh, to to this press event, and uh, it's expected that they would do some sort of news article. But when I read through this, and there are some certain things in this that, that really stand out to me, I get two themes. The first, and this is what really popped out to most, was about the ERP thing, was I feel like this guy was really centered on finding a sexual theme inside FanFest Las Vegas 2018 or within Final Fantasy XIV uh, in general. Now, Kotaku did a couple years back ask Yoshida about like brothels and some sex work or something that was going on in the game. And of course, this is all stuff that Yoshida again states, even in this article, uh, that this is not part of the terms of service. You can be uh, removed from the game by by doing sex type work or whatever that's uh, in the game, and that's been well established. What what ERP people do within their own apartments and free company houses and so on and so forth is their own business um, until it becomes Square Enix's business. Uh, but I don't think that that should be an overarching theme about what Final Fantasy XIV is about. Not when you come to FanFest. There's thousands of people here. We are all not just standing there with dicks in hand, ready ready <laughs> to, to jack it to Yoshida when he comes on stage. Not literally. Uh, and I feel like this author was really trying to pivot this sex angle. The other angle, which is... It's not so much that he's trying to put it like – he's not making it a secret. He's very disrespectful to the culture. He's disrespectful to the content. You have to respect the content. You have to respect the content. Uh, he's disrespectful to the to the culture, and it's not just Final Fantasy XIV culture. Yes, in this article it is, but he seems so obtuse about fan culture in general, about video games. This could have been – Blizzard and a World of Warcraft thing. This could have been uh, Bethesda and Skyrim or something. You know, like, it doesn't have to be Final Fantasy XIV, but this guy makes it out to be like it's a bunch of horny, backwards, unsocialized nerds that are... Are, are just slightly kind of cute. You know, if you look at it in a, in a certain light, they seem kind of cute, so it's acceptable. But how does that come out of somebody who writes for a PC and gaming review and kind of geek culture type publication? I don't understand how you can be so obtuse uh, with with the culture that's in there. So there's some lines in here, Yelta, if you'll permit me, mm -hmm. that just jumped out at me that were just disgusting. The first one, which was about a week and a half ago, which really kind of caught the uh, caught my my attention, was he makes a comment about the ERP, and he talks about uh, how he asked about ERP. I'm scrolling down here so I can find it mm -hmm. because Yoshida's like, huh? Okay, yeah, here we go. So he asks, uh, "What's the deal with brothels and games?" I could 
Kotaku reported on last year and naughty words. He says, he says there's homes populated with scantily clad cat girls selling naughty words to Johns. Okay. As if, as if this is just some hole in the wall brothel somewhere. And Yoshida's response is, huh, and it's not a, you can't do this. He has a general response that says, this is not part of the terms of service. You can get your account banned for doing this way. But the part that really killed me was this is how, this is how this, this author pivots off of it. He says, uh, whether it's against the rules or not, dirty talk is one reason why a number of role players keep logging in. It's a very sober and serious answer from a man who less than 24 hours later will appear on stage dressed in a flashy kimono and singing an angry rock song. Now wait, that that has the air of, well, if she's wearing that dress, she's asking for it. And it doesn't even line up in that regard, which that's disgusting in itself. Well, the, the whole paragraph doesn't even – I don't even understand what he's but trying to But it doesn't even make paragraph. sense to say that a producer of a game because – and he's Japanese. For fuck's sake. The man can wear a kimono. It's cultural. He, he wears a kimono on stage and plus it aligns with what he was singing. It was Biako. He appears in a kimono on stage and therefore that negates his response that doing sex work in a game is against the terms of service. How does wearing a kimono make it okay that sex in a game or or negate the fact that he he says it's against the terms of service? It just – it my mind is blown. I, it doesn't correlate whatsoever and there's a theme i'm not going to pick out every sexual theme in here but he he, he says fetishing kitty ears fetishing kitty ears. yes he talks about something about um when yoshida turns around with the bugs bunny on his shirt that the the fans are are, are chomping at the bit for sexy bunnies there's yeah. like there's a sex theme throughout this article this guy may have had his dick in his hand while he was writing this in fact, because he is just really trying to put a, a very – as if we all went to an orgy after the curtains drew on FanFest. Well, and then he calls – and then he throws things out like adorably geeky sure. or – you know, and that kind of thing. I, I feel like whoever wrote this is mad he didn't get invited to last year's orgy or something. I don't know. I guess so. I didn't either though in fact and I'm kind of mad at that myself. Um and like he doesn't understand the Oshifant thing. Mm. He he relates it to like a dead character in um in another MMO. And then he goes from that to calling him Jesus Christ. He he mm. makes fun of a fan who says Oshifant. He she says again as if I had not heard of Jesus Christ. But then he goes on to describe Oshifant as the savior of Eorzea and that he is treated like Jesus Christ. Nobody treats Anshafant like Jesus Christ, okay? But you can have a um, you can have a a fandom in a game without making it a cult or religion. So he really pushes the envelope on many different aspects: sex, religion, or slash cultism, and um, this this geekiness that he just seems to be like, I don't get it, but if they're happy, I guess let the geeks do what they want. I just don't understand how this man even began to write for – what's the publication again? Rock, paper, scissors? Rock, rock paper, shotgun. Um, how he even got to write for them in the first place without understanding game culture in general or they sent the wrong man 
to this to this event. I don't think he'll come back again. <laughs> I don't think he'll be invited again. And I don't think disclosure that Square Enix will pay for this trip again, which I think was the the cherry on the cake. The last line of this article says disclosure. I want this on a fucking t-shirt for next fan fest by the way. <laughs> I want it to say disclosure. Square Enix paid for this trip. And that set off so many people in the community to the degree that some in the community <laughs> took the bait and uh you know I I I love you limit break radio but I don't know if that was the most wise pivot from from this article to why you feel as if you were shafted from uh from uh, some of the events and uh, and the um the Q&A and so on and so forth uh, by Square Enix. Um, that's my personal opinion. Love you guys, but I don't know if that was the right time to say that. Uh, but even so, I don't think Square Enix is paying for this gentleman to come on any other trips. And I, I, the, the last word I've got is obtuse. This whole thing is completely obtuse. Yeah. You know... When, when when it contains a sentence that says the stranger cyber running in the corner of fantasy taverns, I just, you know, it's just, you know, what's slightly unsettling is this entire article. And I can understand LBR's tweets was not the only people I heard in more of a grumbling way because even non-content creators were like, man, any of our current content creators would have loved to had that slot to do an interview. We would have had a better interview. We would have had, you know, better coverage of, you know, overall, you know, and we're, and everybody's doing their own coverage already. I'm sure there's other articles out there, you know, that, you know, in our podcast, we talked about the event and, and things that went on there. And, you know, we have this other article we want to cover next, but uh, Square Enix could have paid so many better people. You know, to to go to this event, to get the interview, to, you know, it could have just been so much better than this steaming pile of shit, honestly. Agreed. (laughs) I share LBR's anger at Square Enix paying for this dipshit to write this steaming pile of trash. This is ridiculous, and and I hope to God they don't pay for anybody from Rock Paper Shotgun to to come out again. Enough of that, though. It's a terrible mm-hmm. article to the point where I think before I well when I finally heard about it, people had already put it on this archive site so that we wouldn't have to get give the clicks. <laughs> okay, but we have one just to contrast. There's another one. By Game Informer, discovering why Final Fantasy XIV matters to its fans. This one is really not about the game. This one's really about the people who play the game together, who have met because of it, who play together as a family, as a couple, as friends. And I, I don't think we're going to read the whole thing here, but it's it's just a really lovely article about someone at FanFest. Who's the writer? Imran Khan? Uh, yes. And um, and this is like I said, a Game Informer, uh, Game Informer article, and they talk about a mother and daughter who have played together since forever. Well, it was three of them, right? It was mom, stepdad, and daughter. Mm-hmm. 
And then the dad passed away. Is that the story? Yeah. Yeah. I teared up. Mm-hmm. This is beautiful. You know, so, you know, and then, you know, playing together brings you something to do together. And, you know, this, these two went to Fan Festival. And uh, I love the picture of the board, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then they talk about, you know, how they, they play together. And then it was their first fan festival, but they've been playing for like three years together. And they play sitting in the same room, two monitors on a large table in the living room. You know, and uh, how, how that really keeps them together. It gives you something to talk about. I got to tell you that. <laughs> mm. I think what the difference is here is because this article talks about the relationships I think that's really what FanFest is about because we can go home and play Final Fantasy XIV. I can turn off the podcast right now, log in, and play a game with NPCs, soon to be trust system, soon to whatever else, my dudes, whatever. I can play a game solo or with people, whatever. When I come to FanFest, I don't come for the battle challenge. Partially, I do. I don't necessarily come to pick up merch. Partially. I come to hang out with Yelta mm-hmm. and Ulf and Siri and Sarah and da 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 and everybody else from every other podcast and FC and Free Company and Link Shell and people I've tweeted with and everything and hug necks and get con crud by drinking <laughs> other people's drinks and, and singing songs with them and holding hands and all kinds of stuff. Because this game is about relationships. If you don't if you don't have relationships in this game, you can still have fun, but it's not the same kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's the relationships that brings me back, and I think it brings Yeltsa back. Keep, and it keeps it, you going. It keeps you going, and that's what FanFest is about. It's a celebration of the relationships that we have made in the game with each other and being able to come together as one, have a few beers, and hang out and it's just beautiful and i love fan fest for that and that's what inspires us i think when we come out of fan fest and we just hugged 50 people's necks that we haven't seen in real life for the last two years or maybe never before Mm -hmm. but have talked in game and on twitter or whatever else and uh we come away with this camaraderie and this love uh, that we just can't wait to see them again in game, and it doesn't matter what mistake you make in Sasano or in Lakshmi or anything else. It's about the fun of the game, and it brings it all back again. And that's that's what I really love about it. And this article just exudes that; it is brimming with that kind of thing. And I think that's the true nature of FanFest. Oh yeah, FanFest. We could sit at home and watch the stream. Now it's not as impressive. It's like watching a, a movie on your computer monitor instead of watching it in the theater but you know there's something about being there but it's being there with all the other fans it's not even that i'm there in the same room as yoshi p or koji fox or Sokin. it's that i'm there with all the other fans and we're all sitting next to each other clapping you know and we mm-hmm. you know, then we go out to drinks afterwards with no ulterior motive like we all want to have sex with each other or no. we're just a bunch of dumb geeks. I, I was waiting we... for the hand signal to point me to the orgy. What I don't know what happened. <laughs> orgy. <laughs> That's the password. The password is orgy. There's a buffet. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah. No, um, you you and Sina have a personal – your story would have fit right into this article. 
Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I, I agree. But my story is one of so many others. When I read this one about uh, – what is this? Darlene and um, uh, Stella, I, I immediately related to this because this is a story that's like ours. There's ups, there's downs, and there's a success at the end that's brought together by the game. I was passing in the hallway at FanFest the first night, and I saw a woman on a knee in front of her uh, her soon-to-be fiancé asking for his hand. And these are how relationships are are made, are born, are are. Uh, it's beautiful. I can't even say anymore. I've said everything that I that I want to say about it. This is this is a game about relationships, and you should be building relationships with your with your free company and your link shell. and And I urge you, listener, if you if you haven't built any relationships, or if you've built some small ones, cherish those. Uh, build some and cherish those relationships. Reach out to people. I can't tell you how many people have felt a um, a sense of uh, belonging to this game. That's why this game is so diverse. I think it even says that there's a quote in here about the LGBT community and the trans community. Yeah, here it is. Um, they're talking to a guy. Heal Me Harry is uh, talking about this. There's a really, really strong LBGT community within Final Fantasy that most games don't have. It creates a real safe space. I'm sorry, a real space of safety for a lot of people. There's so many communities in Final Fantasy XIV that create safe spaces for people. I believe there's link shells and free companies for women specifically, for LBGT people, for trans people specifically as well. There's a lot of really diverse communities within the game. That's right. There's a lot of mm-hmm. there's a lot of diverse communities and there's a lot of open-armed, heartwarming, belonging communities and that's what brings people together within Final Fantasy 14. It's beautiful. And then they also talked about the community's relationship with Yoshi P and how well, honestly some just basically love him to death and that he's very in touch with the fans. <laughs> and you know, it's He's, he's a beloved, revered figure in the community, and people trust him. And they talk about how when he shows up in game servers, he gets flooded so hard, they lag him out. And it's, uh, it's, it was, it's just a good article. I don't know. that It really brought to life the, you know, spending time together with and meeting people. In a video game setting. Oh, that's faces I recognize here. Anyway. <laughs> oh, cool. And this guy played blackjack with Yoshida. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he had tried to have a conversation too, but I don't think Yoshida's English is so good. But he probably knows hit me. Yeah, hit me. Uh, you know, like spread, Stay. Uh, Stay. double down. Mm-hmm. He obviously knows blackjack is what I mean. <laughs> Could figure out blackjack. So, and the author finishes up with, as someone who does not play Final Fantasy XIV but owns an account I've been sitting on, I went to the fan fest trying to understand what it is that draws people to the game specifically over any of the other MMORPGs or even non-MMORPGs out there. He's still not sure. <laughs> but I uh, found the stories very powerful. It's about the right community at the right time, which isn't something you could put as a bullet point on the back of the box. So... Mm-hmm. Someone else had a neat quote that I I don't necessarily think it's all the time, every time. But somebody had a quote about, we're all friends here, even if we haven't met yet. That's that's true for a lot, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people who play 14, 
That's, I think, honest to God how they kind of feel. Yeah, I agree. It's very nice. It got, it got a lot of uh, comments back, too, about that it was a nice article and stuff, too. So it's nice to see people giving feedback. All right. It's the longest part of the show now. Happy hour. Guys, we have begged, and you guys really came through. Oh, yeah. We have so many tweets and mails and all, all sorts of messages and stuff. We have uh, comments on the site. Snick, Snickbed says someone has to pitch FanFest Niagara Falls, and I mostly say that because I'd be able to go to one of these events. <laughs> and Sevo Kevo said, good episode. That was about our last one, I think. You know, when I hear Niagara Falls, I always think of Scrooged because I always think oh of Oh, my God, yes. Niagara Falls. <laughs> I, I would think, man... Well, FanFest is so big, Ruby. I was talking to um, Reinhardt. What's his mm-hmm. name now? But anyway, I was talking to Reinhardt, and it pretty much is like they're as big as they can be. They don't really have the ability to, to make a bigger FanFest, I don't think. Something would mm-hmm. have to go. There's not room. So I think maybe they should have two FanFests. <laughs> sure. Sure. All right. Uh, Twitter, we got... Uh, Elise, Elise Starchild says, I get a GTFFXIV episode for Thanksgiving. Krev, gobble, gobble. Krev, Krev LMTV said, I just wanted to make, take a moment and thank some of the most professional podcasters for the Final Fantasy XIV community. Mr. Happy, Sly the Fox, Frosty TV Stream, GTFXIV, Work to Game. Thank you for your content and your professionalism. It means a lot. Thank you, Krev. That means That's a lot nice. to us. Yes. You know, we... We try really hard. Thank you for putting us with all those great names there. Uh, and I think she added some others in some, in some future tweets. Uh, but thank you so much. She, she streams on Twitch. We've promoted her stuff before and, uh, thank you for, uh, for giving us that. Uh, we, we work pretty hard. And so thank you for recognizing us. And Shiro Shigani replied back my list, all the Final Fantasy 14 podcasts I listen to. She heals I tank, Frosty, Mog Talk, Mr. Happy. Uh, Sly the Fox for State of the Realm, Phoenix Stone Radio for PDR, uh, Gather Together, Speakers, Speakers of Highland. So there's there's a lot of us work to game. Re- replied back, loved the podcast on the way out to Vegas and caught up on GTFX, GTFXIV on the way back. Keep up the excellent work. There's a little, little, little podcast love fest going on. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, well, it's great too because I never feel like it's a competition. I feel like I'm in a community with all of these other people too. Right. Right. I never, I never, there's, there's enough and we all do slightly different things. So a listener can decide what they like and what they don't like. And if they, if they don't like our show, fine, don't listen to it. Uh, But you might like one of these or maybe you don't like one of them. Maybe you'd like us. Yeah. I was talking to Brian of work to game uh, on the way back of the flight. We happen to have the same flight back. And so we, we spent some time talking after FanFest. And, and one thing we talked about was uh, the podcast and the content creator community is that it's not a competition. It is something we can work together because I can watch a work to game YouTube video and then watch uh, Ethis do something and then watch Mr. Happy and then listen to She Heals I Tank and then listen to GTFXIV. And it it's not like it's not like a sports team where I have to pick one and I have to hate the other. 
I can just chain up my favorite content creators and podcasts and keep up with them all week long or do my backlog and get back to them. And it, it, and sometimes you pick different information from some. Some are just informative or news. Some are guides. Like uh, us, we're, we're our own opinions. You know, you get to hear our shitty opinions about a great game. <laughs> And whether you agree or not, you know, you can you can uh, cast stones at us or you can come and agree in the com- comments. But it, it, all of us have something that we bring to the table and it's not something that's exclusionary or you exclusively have to watch work to game and you cannot watch State of the Realm. You know, that that's just not the way it works. So I'm thankful for the for the, the podcast and the content creator love, but I'm thankful that listeners have a choice or, or content watchers have a choice uh, and can choose to uh, to pick and, and, and watch their, their favorites and, and have this variety within the community. But that's it. We don't need any more, right? No yeah, more. no more. Well, that's, that's it. No, no. Just no, listen I, to us, us alone. No, it's exciting to me when I hear that someone has decided they want to, you know, start a, a a blog or a podcast or some new stream or, or whatever. There's a lot. There's a lot out there, though. You could, it'd be hard to consume it. Consume it all. But. And it takes time. It's not something you can't just make a web comic or whatever and expect to get a thousand hits in the first day or whatever. Well, maybe with art, you know, art does. Carrie, and if you're a good artist, you'll get a lot of hits and, and things like that. I'm, this is not a discouraging thing, but it does take work. You know, we've been doing this for almost three years now. Um, when I was talking to Brian, he's been doing it for many years uh, in previous incarnations of, of uh, content. And, and many of these others, I mean, if you look at LBR and you look at uh, uh, Fusion and, and uh, Aetherite Radio, my God, they, mm-hmm. they've been around the, the Final Fantasy eleven days. They're, they're not spring chickens. So uh, it takes a lot of work to, to put into to make content. Um, and you got to be a little neurotic and you got to have a... <laughs> You gotta have issues, I think, in some degree. It's like a politician. You know, there's no normal politicians out there. Everybody's got some kind of freaky issue or something that's wrong with them. And Yelton and I are not normal people. We're <laughs> <laughs> by by no means we're not normal, but we're driven to to do this, and we love we love talking out of our ass at times. Uh, but we we love what we do, and we love sharing this stuff, or else we wouldn't be here. You know, I hear those things like. Not to bring them up again constantly, but you know, people would shit on Limit Break Radio, which are they're winding down now. I think they're having their final episodes maybe this week or next, and and it's winding down. And um, people have, have shit on them before, but how can you come week after week with stuff for something you hate? You don't. When you're about to break up with that that one. It goes to like you've got this passionate, I can't stand them, whatever. But you're still in love when you're still like fighting. When the <laughs> when when the fight is gone and you just don't care, that's when it's over. And so for those that bring criticism and bring um, – I think it's constructive criticism. But, but even if you don't feel like, listener, that it's constructive, just the, the fact that you get out there and you say something, to do something week after week after week, whether it's on Twitch, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on um, – uh, your, your favorite podcasting stream like iTunes, whatever else. For a content creator to come week after week after week, they love something about the content that they're talking about. So you got to give props to those that 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 make the stuff. And I'm glad that we have the variety that we do in in Final Fantasy 14. I think it's part of that inclusion too that this previous article we read, the good one, 
uh, was uh, was talking about. We, there's so many different avenues for f- for people to feel included into, and we're thankful for the listeners that we have that feel included in the Gather Together family. Thank you. Thank you for being a part, and thank you for listening to us. And we hope that we are the only podcast that you listen to. <laughs> and thank you for writing in. We have more. We have Bill Mardigan wrote in. Good afternoon, GTA. Love you guys' show, and hope you have a blast at FanFest. One year, I'll see you there. They've been keeping up with the news and opinions floating around from FanFest. Blue Mage, eh, not sure how I feel about this, but that's beside the point. I heard Puppet Master and Beastmaster mentioned during the live letter, and I got to thinking. A new class called Beast Tamer, a ranged physical DPS class with a shorter range than, say, Bard or Machinist, but let you control a pet similar to an Arcanist's, and your main hand is a whip. Yes. Would nicely, yeah, I know, a whip class to be cool. Yeah. Would nicely round out, that would be good for those brothels, right? Mm. I mean, uh, would nicely round out ranged physical to three jobs, and we haven't had a new one since Heavensward. I've been a bard since I started playing in 255, and I stuck with it through Bow Mage and didn't honestly hate it all that much. So I thought maybe even the Beast Tamer could have a cast bar to add some flavor to the class. Thank you. Keep up the awesome work. Can't wait for your reactions from FanFest. Bill Mardigan on Excalibur. I think they could do some really interesting things with Beast Tamer. Mm-hmm. Or, or Beastmaster. I think, in my mind, I'm hoping they do like a Beastmaster like they did Blue Mage. If they do it a limited job kind of thing, you have to go out and actually tame your pets. That would be amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Beast Tamer, I think a whip as a main hand weapon would be amazing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, I think there's some weapons that we could see that could come out. Uh, bells. We don't have bells yet. Mm-hmm. We don't have like boomerangs or anything like that. We don't have whips yet. So there's a variety of weapons that we still have out there that uh, that can be uh, brought to the table. Obviously hammers? with Blue Mage. Do we have hammers yet? I don't think so. I don't so. think so because hammers was the old white mage weapon in 11, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So there's some variety that we've got there. And then I don't know what they've, they're making Blue Mage. It looks like a cane, but obviously they're not going to call that a cane. Are they going to call it a rod? What it, well, they're Black Mage's rods. Like, I don't know what they're going to call the Blue Mage. There must, be some, well, there must be some other fancy word they can use Pimp for it. cane pimp is the word I'm hearing. Walking stick. Walking stick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't sure. know. A crook. A I don't crook. know what it's going to be. I don't know. But uh, I like this idea. Um, I'm kind of with you, though, because... If you've got a beast master slash beast tamer job, there's a way to do it, and then there's a way to do it. You've got the way that you could go the the fourteen traditional route and say, "Hey, every four levels or whatever, you get an ability." Da 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 da. da. And that's all well and good, but are you going to lose that thing that I can charm a pet? Are you going to lose some of those aspects that could only be done? If it was a limited job. And I think that's what the team, the dev team has to evaluate. Can we take a traditional job and not lose its soul by putting it into the main jobs? Or to retain its essence, do we have to make it a limited job? And I think that's why they named Beastmaster and Puppet Master at the time that they mentioned Blue Mage. Because these are jobs that have a soul uh, that could be broken if it was brought to the main game. And that's not to say that Blue Mage, at some point, they're going to say, fuck it, and let you Blue Mage other shit. 
or the limited jobs become another category that can be added. We don't know what their long-term plan is. We don't know what will happen in 6.0 or 5.5 or anything. They may tear the veil, you know, break the wall and allow Bloomage or any of the other limited jobs to do other things once you get to the end of a expansion cycle. So I'm staying tuned for that. I'm excited about what they're going to do for Bloomage, and I think there's some variety with jobs like Puppet Master and Beastmaster that they can do. Now, there's still other jobs that I think that they cannot have to do limited jobs and still bring it in, like Dancer. Mm-hmm. I think Dancer, you don't have to make that a limited job. That's one that can learn abilities as it goes, and that could be an incredible healer. That could be a great range DPS in some way if they gave it whips. Think about a Dancer mm-hmm. with Dancer whip. with whips, I'd be, I'd be all about that. Oh, I may have to go to Balmung and get my <laughs> ERP God, on. God, don't. Don't for that. don't Balmung's sick of that joke. Just so you know. No. Sorry, Balmung. <laughs> we we mean it good naturedly. We're not trying to be mean. But some people are real assholes about Balmung. But some people take the server uh what do you call that where you just make assumptions on something based on something but anyway it's it's uh, you know excalibur had a bad rap for a long time people were fleeing it because they were all elitist assholes or something or mm. but then it, then people fled it because it wasn't a serious rating server you <laughs> right. know i mean so <laughs> some people take those stereotypes is the word i was looking for some people take those stereotypes very seriously but but yeah no i think there's room for uh, normal jobs, limited jobs. I also believe, like you, if if they can find some way to measure that Blue Mage has enough abilities to get through the content, then let them queue up for it. Maybe they need something, another number like an item level. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. But I do think that would be that would fix some of what a lot of people's concerns with blue mage is, is once you do learn all the abilities cap and get decent gear, I don't see any reason they'd have to also do something though. So like level five death doesn't destroy the boss or whatever, but right. You know, all right. Uh, we have another one Invictus 75. I don't normally listen to podcasts, but decided to give episode 144 a listen. After hearing it, I thought I'd share a bit of our Final Fantasy XIV FanFest 2018 story, which was the first FanFest my wife and I were able to attend. She's been playing over three years. I've played for two and a half. Previously, we both played Warcraft for eight and a half years, continually subbed, and left Legion pre-patch day. Registration merchandise pickup day began the Odyssey, and I spotted Mr. Happy over by the desk where the badges and backpacks were attained. My wife and I got pictures with him. Afterward, the line formed for merchandise pickup, and despite my phone somehow not letting the QR code scan properly at first, I managed to get my stuff. As my wife and I were heading back to our hotel room at a nearby hotel, we literally met Foxclan walking towards us. I was able to get a picture with him. He couldn't stay, though. He was on his way to a meeting. Friday, I spotted Fox Clan in front of the large Final Fantasy Online banner and was able to get his autograph in our Encyclopedia Eorzea Volume 2. I also spotted Yoshida twice, but was told the line was cut as soon as I got there both times. Saturday was a highlight reel in and of itself. I found Akmorn and got a picture. Half an hour later, I snagged Koji's autograph in our Encyclopedia Eorzea Volume 2. And four minutes later, he was able to get pics with and have the primal CDs and very best Blu-ray signed by Soken. About an hour later, I found Matt, Bayane, and got a picture with him. 
when signing with Susan Calloway happened that afternoon, my wife was able to get our very best Blu-ray signed by Susan and get pictures. I tried to catch Yoshida once more, but hit the dreaded line cut off as I arrived. I was unable to see him again for the remainder of the event. And his is the only autograph I sought that I couldn't get. In all, amazing luck with our first fan fest. Everything I was worried about going slowly actually went smoothly, and the energy friendliness of everyone was almost overwhelming. I tried to document things via my Twitter, at Invictus75, Invictus and my wife, LadyWolf76, sent a few tweets as well. We hope to return in 2020. Thanks for your time, Invictus75. Hashtag flight is important. Wow, you, they, they they did well. I didn't even. I, I heard lots of people say, I got I got in the Yoshi P line and was told, and maybe it was her. Maybe I sat next to her. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, it's a. Uh, um, a story I heard was suddenly the light, the line was cut off. It was too long or whatever. So. Hmm. That's sad. Well, I'm hanging out with this guy next time because he saw everybody mm-hmm. and I hardly saw anyone. So I'm hanging out with this guy next fan fest so I can get some autographs and hang out. But that's awesome. What a great what a great way to experience your first fan fest by getting to see almost everybody get all those wonderful autographs. You and your wife had a wonderful time and what a great experience because I'm sure you heard all the stuff before about how the fan fest uh, 2016 at the Paris and the crazy merch, merch X line and all the other mm-hmm. stuff. So it gives you kind of an apprehension like what am I going to get myself into? Am I going to have to stand in line for a million years? I, I think the longest line we ever stood in was probably for the uh, battle challenge. Honestly. Yeah. Well, and I or totally whisked out of a lot of lines. I didn't even try. <laughs> I was a big, a big baby. I don't know. But, uh, no, they, it seems like they did really well. <gasps> I found a picture. I think that was her who was sitting in front of me who said I tried to get in the Yoshi P line. Oh, Lady Wolf 76 yes. here? Yes. Ah, there's a picture. Cool. There's a picture of them with, uh, Sly, Sly the Fox. Very yeah, cool. Very nice. I, that's funny. That's funny. I actually had like a totally fantastic conversation before the keynote with just the random person I sat next to. It was a lot of fun. Her and her husband were there. All right. Brock has an email. I think this was an email. Yelta and Ruby. I think there will be a time skip between 4.5 and 5.0. Maybe that giant Allegan generator they plan to activate does something unintended, like causing a chain reaction with all the Garlean's cerulean plants going off at once, causing millions of casualties in an all-out war. <laughs> well, that one image in the, in the, the, they showed us that looks like it's one of the dungeons, uh, did look pretty bombed out, so. Uh, number two, he says, I hope they go the Babylon 5 route. Now, nah, I'm a Babylon 5 virgin, so you may have to explain this to me. Instead of the balance trope, what if Hydaelyn and Zodark were meant to be guardians? Hydaelyn is order. You grow best by working together and playing nice. Zodiac believes that strife creates stronger societies because it avoids stagnation, so kicking over the ant nest will make it be rebuilt stronger. They used to respect each other's positions, but as time dragged... Um, they stopped, and now I'll, I'll use people on all the shards as pawns to prove which one of them is right. Mm. Sort of like fighting parents using their kids against each other. Mm. 
That's too deep for Square Enix. That's too good of a story. I don't know. They'll probably go the balance route just because it's so lame, but I like that idea. It's a very cool, very cool thought. Uh, Number three, what if the place Derplander is staggering through isn't new? What if it's the South Shroud and Eidolon has decided to throw the rules drawn up and directly interview and destroying anything even incidentally touched by what she deems tainted? Mm-hmm. They could, they could do, they could do a cataclysmy kind of wreck existing zones if they figured out how to. How I'm to honestly waiting for Hydlin to be the bad guy, though. Oh at yeah, at some point, oh, five point yeah. or not even bad because we're not maybe not direct, you know, good and bad, but maybe not the evil, antagonist but, in, some, then, yeah, in some way. Yeah, so I, I definitely can see that. All right, number four. Could I get a shout out for some positive karma for my second round of? Radiation and chemo, please. Fuck yeah, man, because fuck cancer. Fuck cancer? Yes, fuck it so hard. That's, I may have to give my 2019, I always donate to some charity during the year. I may have to find a good uh, cancer charity this coming year, because I've seen too many people touched by it, and poor old Brock, this has, like, been a continuing saga. It's awful. I hope it all goes well, dude. All right. Thanks for everything. Glad you guys had a good time. See you in game, Brock. Last call. Any shout outs? We, we, ha- we had a discussion before we started recording. I think we're going to do this, right? We have a contest. We have a contest. Yelta, we've got a contest. Where this is happening? We have a contest. It is what do you want for Starlight Celebration? So here we go, fam. We've been talking about doing a contest. It is time. We're doing one. <laughs> it is starting December 1st. So this is what do you want for Starlight Celebration? Peace on Heidelin, goodwill toward Lalafell, maybe a hunky row, male gyrating his love muscle in your face. How about a shiny new bike? Well, we've got one for you. Tell us what you want for Starlight Celebration, and we will enter you in a drawing to win an SDS Fenrir motorcycle mount. The retail price on the Mog Station is $29.99 and has been generously donated by our very own Bell Dandy as our contest prize. So, it starts December 1st, and it goes through December 24th. On December 1st, we're going to tweet out, what do you want for Starlight Celebration 2018? So there's two rules to this, gang. Number one, you must follow our Twitter at GTFFXIV. And number two, you must send us a comment on Twitter telling us what you want for Starlight Celebration with the hashtag MyStarlightWish. All right, so again, hashtag MyStarlightWish. This will enter you in the drawing. We will draw on the 25th and we'll announce the winner that day. So we will post this again on December 1st. I'll have a nice little infographic for you, and it'll say what all the rules are and all that. And as soon as you see that tweet, you can start responding with us with what you want for Starlight Celebration on Twitter. Follow us. Use the hashtag MyStarlightWish, and that'll enter you into the drawing for the SDS Fenrir motorcycle drawn on December 25th. Fantastic. That'll be good. I was a... A month to uh, accumulate victims, I mean contestants. (laughs) That's right. 
Yeah. We want more followers. We want more people to come on the GTFFXIV train. Doot, doot. Come on, join us. All right, then I think it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, www.gtffxiv.com. While you're there, please leave us a comment. And if you'd like to, you can support us by clicking the donation button. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. Email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. Please rate us. Uh, personal plugs? Yes, you can find me at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.